listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is uh, the magnificent Frank Skinner with. Uh, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't give myself enough. Um, adjectives? Adjectives, yeah. I like adjectives. Yeah, I do. Is that, is yeah, that what it was? a bit right rude. Word. We'll carry on. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8 12 15. Simple as that. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Yes, fire. Yeah. Not scared of Latin this early. Okay. So um, that's um, bonfire night out the way. Yeah. Oh, did you're you, did fan, you enjoy you? it? Not a fan. Well, you know, I'm not a fan because it's a celebration of um, Catholic oppression, but I actually did go to a bonfire party and mm. I thought, he was, what about this for a clever move? I went to one at a Catholic school. I thought <laughs> oh, it's gonna, they, they're going to take the edge off it. Yeah. Yeah. And did uh, they? Well, what do they do? Do they throw a, a slightly <coughs> reluctant <me>. party? <laughs> um, no, they burnt an effigy of the Reverend Ian Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. Uh, I would have walked out. Yeah. You see... Eventually. <laughs> Frank, I'm not a fan of the fireworks these days because of the puppy. He doesn't oh, like yeah. the bonfire night. Oh, and also, no, they don't like it. My yeah, neck can't take it anymore either. How does he feel about Catholic oh. oppression, the, the, uh, the puppy? Is he fine He's with got that? complicated views on that, right. which I'll share with you afterwards. Well, yeah. it's, diff- it's like when, you know, when women go to string fellows. Right. I Whoa, think... what's happening here? <laughs> no, no. Perfectly <laughs> nice chat about bonfire night. No, Stringfellas. I think you articulated think... <laughs> the exact thought. When women go to Stringfellas, people think, whoa, what's happening here? That's exactly it. No, but it's like, I, I, that's how I feel as, as a Catholic going to a bonfire. Yeah. I just think, you know, this is not really for me and I'm not sure I approve. Yeah. But here I am. <laughs> um, no, I, I understand what you mean. But so, um, you do now, I've explained it. Okay. Oh. Okay, let's just put We've our cards it. on the table. The producer's got her mouth open in an O shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave it there. Uh, but you know, I've said what one thing they didn't do, they didn't have a guy. So There's no they guy. Not, Frank? If you don't have a guy, it's just a bonfire. Sounds like Stringfellows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why don't they have a guy? Well, because they're trying to take, you know, take that the aspect out of take it. the uh, burning it, of people out of it. Is it a P- so it's a PC bonfire night? Well, I don't know if it's, it's more of an RC. Uh, Oh, lovely. Bonfire night. But uh, they, uh, I tell you what, I've said this to you before when I went camping, but I love a bonfire. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, I could just watch one for an hour. I did watch one for about 40 minutes. It's, br- it's a really lovely fire. Or as the French say, a bonfire. Oh, yeah. They're very uh, mesmerising. Tray bonfire. bonfire, yeah. Yeah. They are. And this was so hot because it was an absolute... Oh, lovely. This was a... Um, was it a scorcher? It was at St. Edward's School in Cheltenham. Right. And it was, it was all pallets. Oh. So get the air, get the air in there, you know, really yeah. roaring. And me and, me and uh, Boz, my five-year-old child, stood transfixed. Uh, and I could feel the heat from it. We both looked at little bit like Sir Alex Ferguson <laughs> at the end of it. But it was genuine. <laughs> I like Frank's description of discovering fire for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a late review. Fire. Fire is hot. <laughs> it's hot and, and slightly transfixing. Yeah. 
It has been me think, you know, these people that burn, you know, that burn um, down their schools and yeah. stuff, which I've always thought that, you know, that was unacceptable. Mm. And I still yeah. think it is. Mostly. But now yeah, I think I could, I could counsel them because I know what, I know the lure. Right. Well, well Frank, this is why <laughs> Peter the Wild enjoyed the fires so much. And uh, did you eat onions like Peter the Wild? Oh, Peter the Wild. You said Kim Wild. No, <laughs> Peter the Wild. That. Although she's a keen gardener, so she probably does is have the she odd really? bonfire. Doesn't she probably she? does. Yeah. I, I didn't know so. Kim. Uh, Kim Wild. Peter the Wild, a friend of the show. He used to. That was one of his hobbies, wasn't it? He would stare at fires uh, and yeah. eat onions. Eat onions and sing songs <laughs> with no tune or something. I like maintain that. that he'd been to a hypnotist. <laughs> I'm sure that. I mean, that, what you've described there stage is somebody hypnotist. that's seen a stage hypnotist. <laughs> we should say. That he was uh, he was the sort of a, a member of the court of George the First, was he? Correct. As one of the Georges, I mm. know. Um, Peter the Wild. Unfortunately, there's an aspect in which he had to wear a leather collar, <laughs> which to me has always dragged the whole drags the story down a bit. Before that, you know, he's just a bloke who hangs out. Right. In, the, in the days when the royal family was somewhat crueler, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, they were more upfront about yeah. it. <laughs> Who knows how many people are in leather straps at the palace? You've got to wonder, haven't you? Yeah. They've turned a few pages in their time. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Somebody that I used to know, um, got gotcha got ye gotcha got ye would be got. the headline <laughs> goiter if, i thought it was if they'd sunk um, a, a battleship in medieval times <laughs> the headline in the sun ye oldie son would have been got ye <laughs> um or maybe it's pirate pirate sunk a battleship got ye got ye yeah, <laughs> yeah. um ah oh, pirates so um I, I, I like that nostalgia for the pirates. <laughs> yeah. Do you I'm miss them, sure. Frank? I'm surprised they've become so popular with young children, considering their their background. Yeah, maybe they yeah. don't understand the full ramifications. I don't of, think they do. No. You know, behind the pirates, I suppose it's mm. to you know get them used to. Uh, yeah, the, 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 well, they live in a world of... of variety, and people come from all sorts of backgrounds, and you know. I feel... You, you are what you are. The pirate yeah. had excellent PR. They were branded as these sort of fun pantomime characters. Yeah. Well, in fact, they were um, ruthless in the extreme. <laughs> Quite a dark underside, wasn't they? There yeah. you go. Another light review. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire and piracy we've covered this morning. We're going to go right back to Adam and Eve today. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking this decades thing now. It's, um, it's the, uh, the fifth century. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there, Frank. So, um... I tell you what, it was. It wasn't just a, a bonfire. I don't think it was just a bonfire at um, St Edward's School. There was no guy. There was no sort of pretend no guy. guy or like a, a different. Do you like mean a no pretend guy as opposed to the normal real? <laughs> well, what I mean is, some people have a guy forks, and some people have like a celebrity that's been in the news that they sort of you know make. Do they a, burn? Oh, they don't get no, burnt, do they? They, they do. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, going to say that'll be a big bonfire this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. could be. That's I am. Um, I. I don't. What I don't like about the guy is the stomach area because oh, what they right. do is they cram the legs full of what is it straw or newspaper, newspaper yeah. yeah that sort of stuff but the stomach goes all baggy and loose i don't like it mm. well i can't I, it's it's sort There's of gone now plenty it. for the guy has sort of gone has, has it? it yeah yeah it's, it's been replaced by a uh, trick or treat i think yeah oh okay but penny for the guy i remember 
a lasting image of my childhood is those kids who couldn't be bothered. And they used to, I, you'd often see a teddy bear with a jumper on. <laughs> <laughs> and people saying, a penny for the guy. I think, well, I just think, think, so. think that that's your brother's happen? jumper and teddy bear. I have a memory of somebody just putting a mate in a wheelbarrow and saying that that was the guy. And you go, you can't do that. There needs to be a, a, like a made thing that's going on the floor. I would have it's taken a, them up on it and said, yeah. well, is he going to be burned? I want to see him burned. You think Guy Fawkes is mate? Did that? <laughs> how, when, did how any? early did he get? How, was if it, if they went a penny for a guy with the let's face it, um, mutilated corpse <laughs> via um, governmental torture of um, of Guy Fawkes? Would people have said too soon? <laughs> how, you know, considering he was like a public hate figure, Guy Fawkes. Yeah. How, how how long did they have to leave before they could start asking for? Um, Penny. Yeah, for a penny for penny him. for the guy. Eight, twelve, fifteen. Yeah, these are good questions. Someone will know. Someone, someone will know, know. Uh, the history of uh, begging in England. <laughs> yeah, someone will have done a dissertation on it. That'd be I a good now. book. I wouldn't mind reading that begging. <coughs> Special section on dogs. Yeah. yeah, you know that sitting up with the hands that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I say hands. <laughs> yeah, you do. But uh, not not strictly speaking. Um, that. Yeah, I'd say what I've often wondered is it is it okay to call those things? You know, they have sort of elbows. Dogs, the dogs. Oh yes, little, mine's got lovely elbows. Little like, like little mm-hmm. ping pong ball elbows. Yes, are they yes. Uh, are they are they elbows are or are they knees? Elbows? They're joints, aren't they? Oh, but can you have an elbow if you don't have an arm? Oh, that's a very good question. Well, eight, twelve, fifteen. That was uh, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. I bet her dad was called Alan. Oh, yeah. One of those um, egomaniacs who has to name the kids after himself. And if yes. it's a girl, he thinks, oh. Mm-hmm. And then he changes it to her and just makes up Alanis. Well, yes, the Victorian that. tradition. Ernestina. Is that a real yeah. name? What yeah. about um, George Foreman? I think had eight kids and they're all called George <laughs> or Georgette or Georgina. That was brilliant, yeah. though. Mm. Brilliant. Alan, it would have been Alan. It's Alan! You know, get that on the X Factor, a very run-of-the-mill name called out in a dramatic way. What do you mean? It's Alan! What do you mean, run-of-the-mill name? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know I'm here. Sorry, I you? forgot. I forgot <laughs> that my name's Alan. You don't oh. get many babies called Alan these days. No. Whoa. No, I'm just being honest, you don't. In, there's a kid in my, um, in my son's class called Alan. He's only five. All of my kids oh, are respect. called Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Jr. and Alanis, that's what I've got. Next yeah. gen. Um, yeah, next gen. Hey, Frank, you've lit up the switchboard with, with your, your discussion elbows. of um, dogs' Do- elbows. Dogs' elbows, bracket, open brackets, question mark, close brackets. <laughs> yes. They've gone elbow crazy. Guy oh. Garvey's ears will be burning. People are uh, people are interested, and I think it's one of those things where they, they know the answer. And um, we've heard from many vets, vet nurses. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll round it all up into one informative one. Um, 231 has texted, they are still classed as elbows as it is based on the bones that make up the joint, the elbow joint being the radius, ulnar and humerus. So, but that, doesn't that make their legs, arms? Uh, I think... Not according to these veterinarians. Okay. The elbows in the foreleg, no, the elbow is the joining... Of the of those bones, which can be in their legs, I guess. See, I once read a um, 
a thing. I think it was, it was about Hitler. I think I'm not making this up for effect. It was in oh, the Daily lovely. Mail, right? And it said that he died in the arms of his Alsatian. Blondie. Yes. And I thought, well, are they arms? <laughs> paws. But, he died in the paws. Well, the, paws on, the paws on in the extremity, though, isn't yeah. it? The whole thing isn't the paw. Yeah. I, but if you said that Hitler had died in the legs of his Alsatian, suddenly it's a different story. Blondie's rear end, yeah. Altogether. Of course, yes. the elbows wasn't such an important joint in uh, Nazi Germany. No. Oh, lovely. <laughs> they tend to go for the straight arm. So, so are, um, we, uh, are we suggesting? <laughs> are we suggesting here that dogs have front arms and back legs? Front is that, arms? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> the dog's arms. Back arms would be a good thing to have. Oh, I'd love I suppose, that. I suppose chimpanzees have got back arms. Do they? Oh, well, they've got hands. I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. such a co- complicated. Anyway, I can safely, I can say a dog's got an elbow. It's official. I think you can, yeah. Okay. I think they've got more than one, in fact. You know what, I will. Pirates, fires, the physiology of the chimp. Yeah. I love this morning. Um, so, um, I had to go at, um, you know, you know that you have stalls at these, um, now that at the bonfire events. So oh. I had what to sort go. of stalls? Well, in the one I had to go on, you had to throw, you know, but those rubber chickens that used to feature a lot in any sort of comedy thing. They used so to be on Spitting Image, I think. Didn't they utilise yeah, them, I think, I think yeah. yeah. You a had chicken to, song. You had to throw one of them into a into a bin. Okay. And then you you could pick a prize. So there was three. You had three goes. So um, Boz had had a go at a couple of stalls, and and it hadn't gone well. And I thought, this is the moment. What do you do? Mm. He wants a prize, but I want him to join in. Mm. Who who actually throws the chickens? So in the mm. end, we agreed. I throw the chickens, so he could so get, he could get the prize. Yeah. yeah. So I threw first chicken straight in the bin. Great. Oh, one from one. So proud of you. Second chicken, straight in the bin. Oh. Come on. Come on. Third chicken, just <laughs> hit the edge. Oh. oh. Fell throw. Oh. Oh, fell throw. Thank you. <laughs> but, do you know, all night, even though I'd got, I only got one prize. Um, so hang on, Star did you have Wars, to get... Star Wars panoramic jigsaw. That's not bad. Did no. you have to get all three chickens no, in the bin? No, you only bin? had to get one in. Oh, come on, you did but brilliantly. Now you say that, but all night, the one I didn't get in just was on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I only needed one. Completely ignoring the advice of um, meatloaf. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but two out of three ain't bad. But no, it really... Oh, I just kept thinking, oh, it's just... If I just... Yeah. I wasn't holding it right. You know what? I got two in. I got complacent. Didn't get set up. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't get an extra prize, but I just if my son had seen me get three chickens in the bin. Oh. Yeah, but you know that's why that's why you got the big bucks. I wasn't even there, and I feel like I'm going to replay that moment all the rest of this show. <laughs> the no. one, the one that didn't, get, the one that got away. The chicken in the bin. I think Meatloaf was singing about the fact that he he left one of the pies. One of of the three pies he'd been given. (laughs) Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Did you think that Meatloaf, that he... Mentionitis. That he feels that um, vegetarianism isn't really an option. What, with the name? Yeah, because wouldn't yeah. it be... He, there must probably a time in his life when he's thought... He's maybe seen a, I don't know, someone slaughtered. 
And he thought to himself, oh, that's appalling, I'll, I'll, I'll give up meat. And then he thought, oh, I can't really. I can't right. change my name to Nut Loaf. No, exactly. <laughs> Painted himself into a corner in somewhere. Yeah. yeah a, a meat shame. corner. <clears throat> I love a, I love a meat corner. Is there a vegetarian meatloaf? Is that a thing? Well, not it's vegetarian oh, it's everything now, isn't there? I think yeah. the not, not cutlet is what you're after. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be all right. I'll tell you what was brilliant. There was a magician on at the uh, magic show. And it, uh, as soon as they said to me there's a magician on, I thought I would not go on to perform at this for, well, I'm trying to think of something I haven't uh, performed. At the bonfire, there was yeah. it. So there was a tiny stage where they had like a DJ and then they said, we've got a magician in a minute. I thought, oh, my heart goes out to him. Hang on, so this was outside? Yeah. It was a bonfire inside? Outdoors. Okay. No, it was all, out, all okay. outdoors. Outdoors and with a huge fire as a backdrop. <laughs> well, they hadn't lit the fire at this stage. Oh, okay. Can't compete with the fire. I was just thinking it would steal focus. You know, I was thinking very you know, watchable, they've, got no, they've got no effigy. If I was him, <laughs> I'd be... So he came, he came on. And did I he have music? Whenever I... Um, I don't think he did. Whenever mm. I go to these... Um, events like kids parties I always my heart breaks for the performers if they're not mm-hmm. yeah and the kids were a bit cheeky and he right. said a few times um, uh, uh, you know when people uh, they, they don't they don't completely keep up the facade of the uh, showpiece <laughs> he said you know I, I, I was expecting a much bigger stage than this he said that a couple of times and oh. you think oh no oh, I keep don't. it you've got to keep that inside don't reveal the tragic underbelly no but um and the, these kids were getting, like, you know, a bit cheeky with him. And oh. I have to say, there's something very compulsive about suppressed rage <laughs> when, it, when it's combined with a colourful waistcoat. Yes. <laughs> he had a waistcoat with stars on, and like, which is, you know, all about life and vitality. <laughs> and he was, well, oh, I can't believe this is happening. But he, oh. bat- I mean, he battled on bravely. God bless him. But I did, I wanted to get him and say, come on, people. Were the tricks good? Um, I don't. Um, I don't. You remember. don't remember? I don't okay. remember the well, tricks. there you go. No, I think they were all right. There was lots of, you know, it's coloured, um, coloured handkerchief. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah. I like. Yeah, I think it, there was nothing wrong with his act. It was just, it was unwise. And the head Good for the children, though, that sort of thing. The headline act was a hard one to beat. The well, bonfire. The yeah, but the problem is, he said, right, there's going to be a, the bomb. They're going to light the bonfire, and then I'll be back on. Oh. And um, I, he didn't come back. You can't follow a fire. No. Not in short Tough business. acts to follow. Can you Very imagine difficult. going on at the comedy store after a bonfire? <laughs> Not at all. Awful. No, it's, uh, it's hard enough after a music too, act. <laughs> people are going to miss that. They're, they're going to be expecting you to generate a certain amount of heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did, though. I, oh, so many people out there, you know, slogging a living on stage. Yeah. <laughs> there ought to be a, some sort of a home. <laughs> what for entertainers? Yeah, I think there is, isn't there? there for is retired one. entertainers. There's a lovely one, actually. Have you been there? Uh, no, I haven't, but we have some friends who uh, went there. Okay. There you go. Lovely story. <laughs> I should think there'll be a few uh, vacant rooms there. <laughs> they do have in this home, they have stars on the um, in each bedroom. Oh, oh no. Brilliant. Which is lovely. On the doors, do yeah, you mean? Yeah, stars oh, on the doors. Great. Well, that's something for me to look forward to. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, what we, oh, we were still at the bonfire night. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, I did have a... I was having a conversation with someone this week at, at, at the theatre before my show. Lovely. And uh, we had a bit of a uh, 
Spot the ball. Oh, oh, does that still exist? That. I don't yeah. think it does. I don't. Think. It was absolutely a central part of my growing Massive, up. Well, deal. the producer has just mouthed, "What is it? What oh. is spot the ball? Yeah, spot the ball used to be a, a picture of a football, yeah. a sort of wide picture like of a football Little match words, taking I think, did part, it. and you got, I think it was ten X's, or you yeah. got more X's depending on how much money you paid, and you would mark where you thought the ball was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now the idea was that it had been this was I don't know what they call Photoshop in the seventies, uh, mm. but the idea is, is that they'd well they'd taken out the actual ball and you had to yeah. guess where it where they'd it was judging from your football knowledge and where yeah. people. But Robert, who lived next door to me, oh yeah, he absolutely maintained that the ball was in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and that you had to study it religiously to uh, to to find. Did he it. never complete one? He honestly had a magnifying glass, and it was always it was always a fan's head that he'd say, "Look, there it is. It's just a lot." No, that's a fan's head. Yeah. The ball's wearing glasses. But it was he was absolutely insistent that it was called. I mean, it, to be fair to him, yeah, spot the ball does spot suggest ball. that it does. is there. Yes. Mm. Yeah, really, the game should have been called. Replace the ball or find the ball. Well, you're that using we've an, e- an X yeah. as well. You're not even putting a spot. Exactly. Obviously, cross the ball is going to be just confusing. Yeah. But it was strange because, as you say, you would imagine it required some basic football knowledge, but it was mainly Nana's who did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And, and who of in course, those days weren't such big frequenters. I remember it was a common debate um, amongst people about whether. It was actually the ball was in the picture at all. If it had ever been in the picture, <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory up there with the Kennedy. Somebody told me they just ran at, at the Sports Argus, which was our local sport. They just had a long needle, which they ran uh, through it mm. and through all the entries. And if there's any cross that fell exactly on where the needle had gone oh. through, they won. That's I like great. the person who bothered to come up with that conspiracy. Yeah, theory. I want to know what happened to that. What happened to the spot the ball needle? Surely that would be in some sort of journalism museum. Yeah, along with my spotted in heat this week. That's the kind of thing that Frank you... Skinner getting into a car in Camden. Is that a, it's, it's always, is that a genuine <laughs> heat story? These are, are the people who, who produced the Watergate expose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I spot the ball. It's yeah. very old. Old. It was before my. I think it started in ancient Rome. Oh yeah, it was a long the, time ago. Spot the Gaul. <laughs> it was It'd be a picture of the Roman marketplace. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but it was. Uh, oh, hold on. I got are you having a scratch? Got one, got one of me itches, you yeah. have a scratch. Okay. I'll read Thanks. you a text. Go, Go on. on. We we had a, a confirmation uh, of of my theory that in in. In the 70s. I'll tell you it. 377 has texted, Morning, Frank. We put my sister in a pushchair in the 70s and dressed her like a guy. As in a penny for the guy. Just took her out as a, as a human statue, if oh. you like. Oh, I see. And knocked on doors, penny for the guy. So I was right. I'm sure well, it used to be... that's just straightforward yeah. begging. I'm sure it used to be a kind of a laziness. I can't be bothered to make a guy, but I've got a person in, yeah. in mm. a sort of a... And we've also had a text from 629 saying, pirates were egalitarian and voted for their captain and were consulted on their raids. Oh, OK. Was it a that. show of hooks? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, dear. I bet there was I bet there was a lot of empty beds in the coma ward. 
Durian penny for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We're talking about spot the ball this morning on Absolute Radio in the year of our Lord 2017. <laughs> um, Ian Bottrell has been in touch. Spot the ball on motorcycles, still going strong in Motorcycle News Monthly. That is a fabulous piece of inside information. I've never yeah. seen that. Well, I've got it right in front of me. I mean, I've occasionally flicked through Motorcycle News, but not um, Motorcycle I'm News Monthly. I retweet it on our socials so our readers can see it. So there's a picture of the actual. I didn't even know it was a sport. Football. Well, I I guess it. There's some. It looks to be some something of a retro picture, mm. and they're on these bikes, and there's a there's a ball in the middle. It's extraordinary. Anyway, so is it people playing football thing? on bikes. I you don't really understand it, it. They're kicking the ball around using the wheels of the bikes. Oh, okay, that yeah. sounds dangerous. Could you ask the gentleman to <laughs> reply and um, and make it clearer what he's talking about? <laughs> is that possible? And also, in other news, um, another reader called Charlie Seventy Two. My neighbour one spot the ball when we were kids. £111,000 and two cars. Whoa, whoa. She gave every kid... Two, and two cars. And wow. two cars. She gave every kid a pound or a chocolate orange. That is amazing. The that chocolate must orange. A, was it a closing down sale at spot the ball? <laughs> two cars. What about them two cars? Give her yeah, them as well. In. <laughs> what are we going to do with her? grand and two cars. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate That's orange great. is such a great 70s gift to give people. Oh, yeah. You know what I like about that story is that it doesn't sound like there was a lot of resentment about the 111 grand and the two cars. It sounds more like there was gratitude about everyone in the street got a quid. That's great, isn't it? Whereas now people would be like... What did she hmm. do with the two cars? Do you think she extended a strap from me to the steering wheels and rode between them <laughs> like Boudicca? Put one of them on the road. Like with a foot on each... Um... No, she would have kept them, Frank. Like Lotto Lout, they just keep them in the front and oh, then work yeah. on them endlessly. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Drive it around the grounds. Um, we've not. That's not the only spot the ball winner we've heard about. Um, 995 has texted, spot the ball... Wasn't spot the ball a case of gambling on an event that had already taken place, illegal, mm. and therefore a panel of experts had to decide where they thought the ball was most likely to be was what had to be matched. Yeah, but I how didn't... did they get that big picture of a football match with people leaping in the air with no ball on it? They just removed Well, that's what I think. They removed it. They I removed think it was all a scam. And, and then the experts had to guess and the people had to match to that guess. But he then continues, or she, oh no, is it he? I knew two people in the 1970s who won. One guy won 100 grand and another 70 grand. Who are these spot the ball millionaires? <laughs> and then he says, which given they were... it was this kind of money, I must no, say. I thought they were... Well, Sam in Sutton said in the 70s my mum won £500 on spot the ball and we received a begging letter from Lady <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah. Yes. Actually. She wanted a slice of... <laughs> <laughs> begging letters. <laughs> what was she begging for? A slice of chocolate orange. I'll put them in my history of begging. That'd be one of the uh, yes. volumes. There's dog begging letters. Frank, begging letters dog. for 500 nicker. Come Who on. Who was the other? What was Is the other begging? To get this what was the other begging, begging section? I mean, I've got 25 quid in my purse. I'm going to be getting a begging letter. Yeah, a begging letter. <laughs> I mean, it's the letter. The people, I suppose people get begging emails now. Yeah, I imagine. 
Oh, brilliant. Um, oh, anyway. Sam and Sutton. We enjoyed that. That's but, one of um, my favourite ever, or whatever happened to. Begging letters. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Frank, I've had a little a bit of... Um, don't panic. I had a bit of a blub this week, but it was controlled crying, and it was nice crying, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. I had a bit of a, a teary moment after watching the John Lewis ad. Have you guys seen that, the new Christmas John Lewis ad? When you're just thinking how expensive Christmas is going to be. That's, that's no, my teary moment. No, because I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> it's called... I found it quite moving. It's called Moz the Monster, mm-hmm. and... It's got a monster. He's a sort of Gruffalo meets Sesame Street yeah. meets Monsters, Inc. He's a hybrid, there's a, isn't he? There's a, a yeah, element of Honey Monster about him as well, I would say. Yeah. A bit of all of it, isn't it? I mean, we're not saying that it's unoriginal, but <laughs> it's based on every monster ever. Well, can I say, on its, on its unoriginality, mm-hmm. the, the, the song that it uses so is... Uh, they always God. have a whimsical cover of something. I know, but, you, song, but the it? idea, surely the skill is to pick a whimsical cover of, a, of an old hit that hasn't been used in another children's thing. Right. Mm. Isn't that the idea? Mm. I think so. Whereas Golden Slumbers... Once there was a way to get back oh, home. See, that's what makes me cry. Heavily featured in uh, Sing, the... Uh, oh, yes, oh, you're right. Um, um, I forget it, how much you've watched that recently. Well, yeah, but it's, it's uh, the animated version of I'm Having That. It is. But <laughs> it is. you've got to avoid something that's, that's that yeah. big in Sing. Yeah. yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Seven million it costs them. What? Ridiculous. Well, God, how much what do you kind have of daily pay? rate was that monster on? <laughs> I was going to say, one guy. The he must be on are e- only on about 210 quid a day, equity. Oh, Did he I must mean, be on equity what? minimum. He doesn't say anything. Goodness He's just in that costume. Me. It was two men in the costume, apparently. Two? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to know what happened in there. Really? <laughs> it's like a pantomime horse-type monster. <laughs> yeah. Says so was it on the shoulders thing, like when in um, a couple of acrobats in there? Can you, know, you imagine like, the stench in there? Oh. You know, when in, in films, people, uh, kids try to get into uh, an adult thing, <laughs> and they wear one big overcoat, <laughs> Wait, and the other one on the shoulders. It's like that, and some minor CGI, but oh. I, the majority of it, what it was, two blokes. Oh, um, I. Sorry to ruin it for any children listening to Can this. Can I tell you, I've got, I've got one major problem with it. Go right. on. Uh, and that, although I've been a man in the past who has um, used saucy material, mm. yeah, um, I've, one thing I've never liked I know is, is the windbreaking no, references. <laughs> Me neither. And the monster breaks wind and it's quite a big moment in the thing. And that, So we've got people now <laughs> breaking wind on primetime television. What did you say people? I mean. two, two, there's two blokes in there. What about the other one? <laughs> Unless they've got some sort of two-part harmony going on, I mean, which we don't is know. hard, very hard At to... At that point, as a viewer, we don't know there's two blokes in there. That's no, no, behind no, the but curtain. I'm, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm looking back. I yes. did um, blanch a bit when I saw that. I as well. hate it. I wish they hadn't got. I really <laughs> what, the hate it. Humor. I do, what did yeah. you think of it, Al? I don't like flatulence on telly. I, I had less of a problem with the flatulence, oh, but I guess we've all on. got our moral <laughs> compass. That but you know some what I'd say? You different. know my motto: broken wind, broken Britain. <laughs> that is your motto, and you do say it often. Mm. Yeah. I mean, almost during every song. But I, I tell I, you why I don't like it, Al. Is it is a bit. You know, Frank always says when people go cheap and go loud. 
child when their act's not doing very well or something. Yeah. It's a little bit like that, isn't it? Bring out the flatulence yeah, in exactly. the place of a joke. Come mm. on. It reminded me of, um, of a very good children's book called uh, Not Now, Bernard. Have you read that? I don't think I have. It's absolutely (laughs) brilliant. The kid comes in and says to the mum and dad, there's a monster in the garden that's going to eat me. And the parents are like distracted parents. They're reading the paper and he goes, not now, Bernard. And then the monster eats him. (laughs) Spoiler alert for anybody that's uh, I think if Bernard Bernard Manning had had lived, the sentence would have heard quite a lot (laughs) during his act. But I would highly recommend the book. And a great autobiography title for him. Yes, yes. I mean, also, the narrative of this advert, as I understand it, is that this kid can't sleep because there's a monster snoring under his bed and making various other noises. Yeah. He won't go into The monster's... Right. <laughs> so it keeps him awake, so the kid can't... His, his studies are suffering. Yeah. His, his sport, he's, you know... Because of yeah. He falls asleep in goal. Yeah. So he's Ian uh, Walker. He's, he's causing fatigue. The uh, the the uh, monster. The monsters um, snoring, yeah. and then the monster for a present buys him a sort of uh, twinkly globe to help a him night to light. sleep. Which I think coincidentally is probably available at John Lewis. Yeah, probably sold out already. Loves. Oh. So that gets him to sleep, and then he looks under bed. The monster <laughs> has gone, as if the monster's job is done now. But if the monster's job was to get him to sleep, it was the monster that was keeping him awake. <laughs> Good point. Also, can I just say, as someone with abandonment issues, I think it's horrible (laughs) the way the monster just leaves him. Why can't you talk about it? I mean, maybe they could have compromised and said... He was never really a chatty monster, though, was he? No, but come on now. He was up late at 1am playing battleships with him. Why couldn't he just say, look, maybe we'll just have an earlier night tonight? Why leave and never come back? Horrible. No, goodbye, nothing. I've written an article about this in tomorrow's Sunday Times (laughs) called um, Eat Bright Winds and Leaves. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, 844 has texted, the North Wales Daily Post used to run a Spot the Sheepdog competition with a picture of a cowering sheep. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Spot the sheepdog. And then li- and you'd be able to tell from the sheep's body language if you knew your um if Yeah, if, if you, you knew, knew your sheep sheeping. doggery. Yeah? Yeah. Sheep doggery. <laughs> you knew your sheep dogging, yeah. Lisa said, My my mum my mom, she says. Mom. Americanization's creeping in. My mum used to play spot the ball every week in the eighties. I think the Paul's man used to collect the entry each week. It was very serious. She even bought a rubber stamp with the maximum amount of X's on it as they were smaller and then you could draw them. The aim was to apparently to get the middle of the... You had to get the middle of the X in the centre of the ball. Very difficult. That's got to be... Very difficult, added. <laughs> very There's got to be, do- be a documentary in this about spot the ball. That would be great. There's been many texts about this rubber stamps. Uh, 472 Never heard of that. My dad had a rubber stamp an inch square with 100 crosses on to use in spot the ball. He won nothing. <laughs> mm. Either he was, I'm going to edit, either he was rubbish at finding the ball or the rubber stamp wasn't allowed. I think he was rubbish. It's like, the rubber stamp. But you know, you heard of these professional gamblers yes. who, uh, who can work out a system with Card roulette. And, and stuff, yeah, yeah. Multi, multi X spot the ball system. Marvelous. Yeah. Well, as Raymond says, uh, my mother suspected it was a scam. 
Mm. Well, and some guy at the newspaper just picked a random winner of the well, parliamentary. You could get away Raymond, with full thing, name, yeah. please. No Ray. Good for him. Oh, yeah. okay. I like him for that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's Mr. Teasy Weezy Raymond, the um, <laughs> celebrity hairdresser from the 1960s. <laughs> Which is why we're doing a whatever happened to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, uh, whatever happened to. Mm. Whatever happened to. <laughs> Shopping days. Shopping days. What you used to get this time of the year was mm. you used to get a constant lowdown on how many shopping days to Christmas. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And what it was all about was it allowed for Sundays. Yes. Which weren't shopping days. Of course not. So it would, there was a feeling that your layman couldn't make this sort of calculation. <laughs> it's like, the, it's like yeah. the Catholic Church didn't used to let people read the Bible on their own. Yeah. <laughs> in case they misinterpreted it. So people would say stuff. It would say like, and, and there's, now remember, there's 26 shopping days to Christmas. Yeah. And your dad or someone say, 20, I thought there was more. Surely there's more. Oh, I forgot the Sundays. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was a regular thing. I haven't heard it for now because every day is a shopping day. It is. Well, also yeah. no and internet. If, and in fact, the middle of the night is sometimes the shopping day. Whatever you like. Absolutely. Oh, in the middle of the night, keep walking in my sleep to the song. river of doubt. The river of doubt. I've yeah. had many a dip in there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen I mean, the Paddington Christmas advert? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the advert yet. He reforms a burglar. Much oh. neat, well, he does. Much neater narrative. With the red tight on his... Um, Head, yeah, it all works. Stocking, out. he's got so much. The, so, first the one was story is more solid. It's got a familiar, lovable character, not this mysterious, flatulent <laughs> monster. Not now, Bernard-style monster. Exactly, not now, Bernard. <laughs> yeah, but that is directed. I said to by... my mother-in-law, not now, Bernard. It's the <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind director they hired. No, that's why it was so expensive. You're John Lewis joking. Said, no, it was not. And him. apparently. He said, when I told my ex-girlfriend I was doing the next John Lewis Christmas film, she said, you have big shoes to fill, it's got to make people cry. He said, last week I showed it to her and she cried. Well, I think that was because her ex-boyfriend turned up, <laughs> saying, hey, look how well I'm doing now, seven million. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had a few complaints uh, about the breaking wind on the John Lewis adverts. People, people agree. People, people think agree. it's indicative Good. of a slip in standards in humour. I agree, I tell you. Broken wind, broken Britain. Let's make that a slogan. We can march <laughs> together on. Yeah. <laughs> it really did make me think, oh, I, you know what? I'm not going to John Lewis this Christmas. What, never again? Oh, just this Christmas. <laughs> just want to let, let, till the smell's cleared. No, I just, I thought, no, that's just cheap and easy and... How dare, how dare you? Dan Pierce, mm. Frank, mm. says surely the cheaper option would have been getting some Robbie Fowler-esque breathing strips to oh. stop the snoring rather than an expensive globe. Good point. He sounds like he's cut from your cloth, Al. Yeah. But do they met one that could uh, fit a after-you-Bernard-type <laughs> monster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also it would be sticking to hair, presumably. He'd have a hairy nose, the monster. Well, not it might be like a koala that's got the hair and then suddenly, oh, as soon as you it's nose territory, nothing grows there. <laughs> Did you not find the face, the facial characteristics of the monster appealing? 
Oh. Now there was something unnerving about There's the nose. Oh, goodness. And Frank is very put off by the flatulence. I, don't, I just don't... Yeah, I, I understand. I, I hate the advert. Oh, what about much. that? Too much. Wow. No? Paddington. <laughs> Too much. Bangor's my Paddington. discount. <laughs> I'm not saying Paddington didn't break wind, but, he, you know, he was outside for most of the thing and we didn't... Why don't John and he wore a coat. He yeah. wasn't naked. Why don't John Lewis do an honest advert where they say, never knowingly undersold, asterisks, except on the internet, which we've got a blind spot about. You know, they boast about they're never knowingly undersold. Oh, yeah. All right, you've got to look very, very no, surprised. No, I know. No, there used to be, a, used to be a, an England cricketer called uh, John Lewis and they used to say, never knowingly underbold. Oh, very good. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's, uh, it's the first moment of affection I felt for cricket, I think. Anyway, what else? Not now, Bernard. I love if that's your new catch. Very right? taken with this. <laughs> well, say anything a bit off colour. <laughs> oh, can we talk about P Diddy? Who? Well, he's not called P Diddy anymore, is he? Who on earth are you talking about? I don't know anyone called P Diddy. Okay, he was P Diddy. He was P Diddy. Prior to that, he was Puff Daddy. He was Puff Daddy. Currently, he's known as. Um. Brother. I know. Yeah. Love, a.k.a. Brother Love. <laughs> yeah. Simply AKA. Love yeah. or Brother Love. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's gone for. I th- you see, I, I know... He's changed um, his name. Oh, we, and then some. He's we changed know that AKA, AKA is also known as, though, but yeah. I think he actually wants that. To me, that's part of his name, the AKA. AKA. You sure? Yeah, like Akabilk. <laughs> <laughs> I think Love, a.k.a. Brother Love, is the name. Is it? Oh, I thought no. the producer had written a.k.a. <laughs> I think it's... He's Simply Love mm. or Brother Love. But he announced it on a YouTube video and he said, I have some very serious news. And I liked when he said, it could come off as a bit corny. Which is... Self-aware. Uh, <laughs> also quite a British expression, corny, isn't it? Quite 80s. Who but, uses that? But you know when we, we're talking about uh, the, the show as a sort of Nostradamus type theme? Mm, predict- yeah. Do you remember last week I was talking about it would be worth being friends with Courtney Love? So yes. that every time your phone rang, you could sing It Must Be Love. Yes. <laughs> now you could be friends with... Um, with... Uh, Love, aka brother love. <laughs> and you can see uh, it then. Yeah, and so yeah, it go, it must be love, aka brother <laughs> love. Brother love. <laughs> love. <laughs> Imagine being friends with um, Pe- love, brother love, aka, AKA brother love. Well, it's going to be tricky what, for what him. What do you think to... the Christmas present for me? Yeah. Very white round neck jumper. <laughs> but the big concern there for him now that he's changed his name is that when he's going to be signing his Christmas cards and when they say, where formerly they would have said, love P. Diddy, they're now going to say, love, love. Oh, yeah, love, love, well, okay, okay, brother, love. I'll oh. tell you what you can get him. They're, they're a little bit basic, a cushion with love on it. They're everywhere, those oh, things. Oh, wow. you know what? I've what got, about those I've little signs? Oh, I've got one. He's going to be very easy to buy for. <laughs> You're sorted. We've established they're a bit basic. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got... Ouch, ouchie, this is so uncomfortable. I've got a cushion with love on. Yeah. Oh. I've got one with And the dry cleaners <laughs> just said they can't do anything about it. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Still what? eating. No, I wasn't. That was... <laughs> what are you talking about? Sorry, we're not telling you off. 
felt I feel told off. Well, I'm just passing on that somebody said, you know, I worry about the Ray Jars. No, all I, week I, in I, between shows, I just do nothing. I but worry about the Ray Jar. I just think Ray Jar, Ray Jar, Ray Jar. Especially when we're riding no, high on, after our recent the, award win. I was on about the former rulers of India. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that P. Diddy... Mm. Who? ...felt that he was restrained the way I said... You know, I suggested that Meatloaf was re- oh, yeah. felt he couldn't be... Painted into a corner, yeah. 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 So that he's, now that he's not P. Diddy anymore, he feels that he can once again urinate on a grand scale. Yeah. But Maybe that's what it is. He all, when he announces it in the YouTube announcement, he says, I decided to change my name again. As if it, there's a sort of inevitability about it. <laughs> As if he's afflicted with some disorder that forces him to change his name well, regularly. I think, I think you might have hit the nail right <laughs> on the head there because I think, I sort of wish I'd changed my name, but I'm also indecisive. I know so I think if mean. I did it once, <laughs> I think I'd change it every couple of weeks probably. Really? Yeah, if you change it once, Look. you're changing it all the time because it's never going to represent you, the real you. It's, you see it's, what happened with consignia? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah. He says, I'm, he makes it clear, he says, I will not be answering to any of my other monikers. Moniker? Yeah, he uses it, which I like. He's not going to answer to Monica. <laughs> no. um, it's the beginning of the end, I think, isn't it, for him? Someone has texted, 333, mm. Dave, has texted, he did say after that it was a joke and you could call him any of his names. I don't believe well, that. Well, even that's like plate spinning, isn't it? You, there's one of five that you could shout out to him now. I believe when people do embarrassing things, they often say it was a joke. Right. That is true. I think he did it, realised he'd living, made a though, fool of himself. <laughs> 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 and, and his first name is P, which isn't great. So now he thought he thought um, Love A.K. Brother would be better. But he didn't even arrive at one name. No. <laughs> what? It's brother or brother love. Well, it's either love or or, or brother love. It's, it can't even. Oh, okay. He couldn't even narrow it down. It'd have been no good on the spot. The wall panel. No. I mean, it's. It, I suppose it's part of a current trend. It's like you know, gender fluidity. You don't mm. have to decide finally anymore. You can leave it. Well, oh, you do when fifties yeah. knocking and she's getting louder. I mean, he's. You know, he's getting on. Peter, give it time. He might be sister love by the end. You say, as yeah. you say, it's, that sounds like a nun, though, doesn't it? I think that's the thing, though. Though you yeah. don't have. That's why Anton Dick's uh, black or red didn't work out. <laughs> People don't want to commit to one thing anymore like that. <laughs> also, if you remember, it, in, it was uh, there was a strong theme of devil worship. I do remember the whole show. I do remember that. But Very that is not strange. why they're in the news. <laughs> well, would we you, don't know, do we? Would don't you, know. <laughs> That's how it began. <laughs> would you change your name from Alan then? Um, I would have liked to, but now I feel like it's too late. Entrenched in it, Alan. I think so. I think the the nearest to changing it now would be just allowing people to call me Al, as they say. Okay. And I do, I do allow that on okay. occasion. Yeah. But I would have liked to have changed it early on. I should have done. Really. I changed mine, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a long period when I considered changing my name professionally early on in the early days to Wes Bromwich. (laughs) Wes Bromwich? I'm so glad you didn't do that. Surely that that, that wouldn't have worked out for me, would it? Oh, wow. That would have been awful. Can you imagine on the trailers? They call him Wes Bromwich. I mean, you just couldn't. I would have been so ashamed of you. I don't think, you know, what's in a name, but I think it would have held me back. 
You yeah. think so? Well, I was going to change mine to West Yorkshire, so it would have, <laughs> <laughs> very good. It would have been a real nightmare as both working together. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, we've had something of a correct show, haven't we? In Frank. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 584 has texted, Hi Frank, sorry to burst your bubble, but Mr Piddy Diddy backtracked on the new name four days ago, blaming alcohol. Correction. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's still P. Diddy. He's still P. Diddy, oh, apparently. But I like the fact that he's blaming alcohol. Apparently he doesn't seem drunk in the thing, but I think it might just be blaming alcohol as a general trend. Perhaps like you, he's prohibition now. I don't know. I hope so. I, I, I should think it's with those um, white round neck jumpers. <laughs> you and the white round neck jumpers. I we always picture P. Diddy. He does like a white round he neck. He just likes white clothes, generally. The texture also added, enjoy your almonds, but I can't really say almonds. Is it almond? uh, almonds? Almonds, I always he go with the L. A big, uh, he likes a big coat as well. He likes a big Conor McGregor oh, yeah. bear oh, coat. Nice. Yeah, he loves yeah. a big coat, yeah. He'd love a... Uh, it's, it's, it's a Patrick Troughton uh, Yeti <laughs> coat. <laughs> That's what he favours. Uh, Can we discuss another rapper? We've got two rappers this morning I want to talk about. <laughs> I would like to talk about Drake, Drizzle... Are you familiar with the work of Drake? Um, I know where the hotline bling. I think um, not. Um, did I, what did he um, twerk? No, Diddy's the other one. Did he twerk with Rihanna at the Brits once? Yes, did Frank. He? I was I was there that night. Good knowledge. Oh. Good knowledge. Thank you. I More remember. It. I love this clapping. I remember thinking of it as a, a very low key conga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe. Office conga. They can't conga like they used to, the young people. No. Millennials can't conga, Frank. No, they can't conga. They don't even know the middle eight. Da, na, 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 na. Instead, they're going, you used to call me on my cell phone. Anyway, he's Canadian. Is he? he I did not know that. Yeah, so that means, that, that means at least 30% every, brighter, generally. Every day is a school day. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. And, um... He has announced, it's one of my favourite things a human being has ever announced, which is that he collects Birkin bags. Which Come I on, should... watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with taunting Omo Sheriff, isn't it? Birkin bags. It just sounds like someone who wants to swear, but is not yes. doing And he said they retail between, I'd say, 15k to 300k. Do what? Really? Yeah. Mm. Bottom end is 15 grand. Dollars, yeah, not like lira or well, they're about any, the one same of those these days, aren't currencies they? Currencies that's terrible. They're about the same, but the best thing about so he <sighs> says in case he meets a nice lady, and she wants a Birkin, he wants a collection for her. Oh, I see. It's a bit like when anglers put down ground bait. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, to bring the fish in a bit closer, and then you pick the one you want. But if you don't pick the one you want, that's ridiculous. Frank, the best thing about the bags is that they're the only bag that I know of that has its own spa treatment. You can send a Birkin off to Hermes and they will give it a little three-day spa treatment. The bag? Yeah. They recondition it, Do they that. look after it lovingly. Up? No, oh, this so is absolutely it, true. Is and then it? they send it back to you. So this is what they mean by a bag for life? Yeah, yeah. You just keep Slightly it and look different. after it. 
Yeah, yeah it, 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 it so lasts not, forever. Is yeah. it like a bag version of a pet, like a Tamagotchi or something? A is little bit, we're... yeah. That's amazing. That is And amazing. it's named after Jane... Jane Birkin. Why is it named after her? There's a long story, but she was on a plane... And she met the Ed of Hermes. I get the gist. Okay, (laughs) she met the Ed of Hermes and she complained about her bag and he said, I'll make one for you, and there you go. Oh, right. Right. She was was the partner of uh, one of my favourite musical artists, Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, yes. And she was the one who did a lot of giggling and breathing on the Je T'aime. Oh, yeah. Bleu. That's great. Yeah. That's great, lovely. I've seen her live. She, She still performs now and again. But what do you think about the anticipatory purchase? I mean, he hasn't got a girlfriend, I don't think. Well, I've always said, you know, that old saying, what's good for the Drake is good for the... uh... (laughs) (laughs) What's the the female female doc called? Mandrake. (laughs) No, it wouldn't be a mandrake, it'd be a woman drake. (laughs) Very good. A drake is a male doc. There must be a name for a female doc. Hen? Hen doc? I saw, I was looking, I, I read up about these um, bags. Cause Did I, you? I, well, I, because I wanted to know... You better clear your history before Kath sees it. I wanted <laughs> to know if they were named after Jane Birkin, because I thought mm. that was a bit of a coincidence. And it had a list of, oh, it's, it's a who's who of uh, famous females who favour the Birkin bag. Oh, really? yeah. V- uh, Victoria uh, Beckham. She's got 100. Jayla. She's got 100 of them. Mm-hmm. Jennifer wow. Lopez, or Jennifer Lovepez, as she's called that, <laughs> named after her extensive uh, Pez dispenser collection. Oh, what yeah. if his future lady... You know, she's got over 2,000 Pez dispensers, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. Some real obscure one. Dolly the Sheep, she's got. Chemical Alley. No way. Yeah. Very collectible. Immensely. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, you were saying... I was just going to say, what if his lady is... His future lady, who he hasn't, he just hasn't met her yet. She likes a Birkenstock and a rucksack. Right, not into bags. And a ramble. Yeah, yeah. She's not, not into the Birkin. Like, not what gonna, will he do then? They're not going to get on, are they? He needs a bag lady. <laughs> Whatever happened to bag ladies? <laughs> what if she's a yeah. clutch, what if she's a clutch fan? Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a good question, but I don't have an answer for it. I think what he'll do is put them in storage in oh, case yeah. the wedding does. Because the, the chance of, of a, a man as famous as Drake, yeah. who even I've heard of, mm-hmm. um, having one marriage is pretty slim, let's face it. Yeah. So, and I should think that they'll, all, they'll, they'll gain... Um, well, they'd be like, it would be like oh, yeah. lying down wine, wouldn't it? Yes. Putting Birkin bags in the, in a cupboard somewhere. Well, I Frank, think so. the great thing about the Birkin is that it's like buying art. I mean, they go up in value. There you go. Perfect. It's a funny old world, isn't it? <laughs> Speaking of optimistic uh, purchases, I, yeah. re- I recently bought a five-year diary. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Turns out, um, turns out, unwittingly, I was living my life a lot like Drake before I met my wife. I mean, I hadn't amassed um, hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of Birkin bags, but I did have a drawer full of carrier bags. At the oh time. yeah, I've got a drawer full of carrier bags. Yeah. I think every home. Well, that's should. very. Oh, really? You don't think that's something that that's a really future wife would be excited <laughs> by? I love going well, down to a man's house and uh, suddenly all the carrier bags for life fall out of the cupboard. I'm excited when 
when I go into the carrier bag drawer, because some, <laughs> sometimes you think, you know, it's got those sort of flimsy orange Sainsbury type ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you take one of those out. If you go a bit deeper, oh, sometimes you find like a Hanley's. Quite heavy right, duty yeah, yeah, and a bit good bigger. Yeah. One, yeah. Oh, what about those? Like a canvas one or a Hessian. The, would, you ever, would you reuse one of those paper ones with the string handles that you might get from a, oh. a nice shop? Oh. Well, it depends how nice the shop is. Okay. A really nice shop, hell yeah. What, like little? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like certain bags like, one I carry a lot of uh, unwrapped offal. Right. So mm. a paper bag doesn't really work. No, Do you have a designated bag drawer? Yes. Okay. And it's... It, it's slightly, um, there's slightly too many in, so when you open yeah. the door, they spring up a Oh, little. nice feeling. Oh, We've actually gone past that stage. We've now had to have a bag bag and just put it on a hook on the back of a door. Well, I, oh, I might it. adopt that. I currently keep it in with all uh, Raymond, my puppy's accoutrement. Oh, right, yeah. But it's getting crowded in there. Mm. Well, I, um, I always felt that the... If you wanted to know if somebody was working class, the test was that they had a, a bucket in their bedroom for um, using in the night. All right. So yeah. I, I grew up with well, that. I passed that test then. But then... Um, <laughs> but, anyway, everyone else passed that test? Yeah, I then, passed that test, But then yeah. now everyone in the... All the council houses got modernised and they're inside toilets, so that's sort right. of disappeared. Now my, my test is the um, recycled JD sports bag. Right. I think oh, then, yes. you know, somebody yep. is... They're, they're, they're from the I'm street, afraid man. I'm afraid I failed that test. Then. Have you got one of those? <laughs> I've got one of those, oh, I'm okay. sure of it. Fair enough. They're, you know, they're a nice, they're a nice thing. <laughs> I've Frank, got, so, I'm sorry to interrupt. I've got some for my future wife. <laughs> <laughs> In, on the off chance that her initials would be JD and she'll think they've been monogrammed. <laughs> Do you know JD Sports? No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> Frank, we've had a tweet in. Sorry, Al. I was oh, just going to say, Grant has been in touch to say, can you to ask? Can you explain the thanks for the tip joke? I am lost every time. Praise redacted. Okay, well, thanks for the tip. Originally came from a sort of musical joke, which is, um, do you know my sister May? No, but thanks for the tip. Right. Yeah. And the idea is that his sister May dot, dot, dot. indulge in some sort of um, frivolity. Yes. Thanks for the tip. But I, I would say we've picked that up and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much show. every show. I recently uh, dropped one on a few friends. Um, it was... Uh, we were talking about... Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff about the Russian Revolution, on this, mm-hmm. you know, recently, mm-hmm. which I've loved. It's so nice for you, Big Frank. fan of the I Russian Revolution. I always think of you with that. And um, somebody said... Uh, there was something about if, if, they, if, if they've read... Das Kapital. And they said, do you know Karl Marx? And I said, no, but thanks for the tip. Right. Now, that gets a big laugh in the S&M community. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sure about we have nothing to lose but our chains. Yeah. But, uh, so they all work. But, yeah, there's many of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of uh, other examples. Do you know Samuel Pepys? Do you know mm. Samuel Pepys? No, but thanks for the tip. Exactly. Or draw yeah. the curtains. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's uh, there's, there's, there's lots of stuff. But so go, go away and enjoy. Go and make some up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> um, 
I think we should move back to the news because there's been uh, some Queen cracks a joke news. Oh. Royal Family Does Ordinary Things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the section of the show. That's a whole... Royal the Royal Family Does Something Mundane. <laughs> it's a big story. But I don't think she cracks many jokes because it no. has made the papers... Well, we, um, don't know. we don't know that. Well... She's with her sidekick. It might have made the papers more frequently had she done it more often, I think. She was with um, Sir David Attenborough, the uh, you know nature documentary guy. I've heard of him. Both, both 91... Are they both 91? Wow. Yeah. Very cute. That is cute. That is so nice. One cute of them couple alert. Snap. Cute couple alert. Yeah. Ship, <laughs> ship goals. Oh, it sounds a bit like, you know that very disappointing week on Blind Date when they had the old people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always turned it off when that happened. No, now no, I'd be yeah. in that category, Frank. I mean, you know, oh, I mean you isn't that we'll depressing? Get texts from people saying this is ageist. No, I know. Well, I can, well it is, I can but be, I'm old. I think so I'm all right now. Those texts You're have been old. sent from phones with big buttons. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it shouldn't have happened. I'm just saying they should have both been behind the screen. <laughs> Together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. So, um, the Queen and Sir David Attenborough were yeah. wandering around uh, the the gardens at um, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, they were. What they, were they found by anyone? They've <laughs> <laughs> been out for three days. They've gone the for grounds. one of their wanders. Oh. And uh, and she cracked a joke because he said um, he was discussing climate change. And he Keep says, it light, Dave. Oh, there'll be loads, there'll be all different kinds of trees in, in another fifty years' time, and and she said, "I won't be here though." Yeah, slam. You know, that's she'll be in Honduras with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, collecting her interest. That's her. Um, that's her joke that caused Sir David to burst out laughing well, and that, is newsworthy. The everyone. Daily Mail said that um, she acknowledged her own mortality. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a dispute about that. Well, I mean, I have a theory here. Yeah. Oh, go on. I think this is a classic double bluff. I think she's secretly discovered immortality and she's doing the old double bluff where she, now she's going to have to start mentioning it. I reckon she went, oh, I won't be here, though. And then she walked around and behind a tree drank a pint of yak's blood or something and then came back. <laughs> Virgin's Nothing blood is what they, they, yeah, yeah. what they yeah. used to have in the hammer Whatever film. it is she's up to, she's keeping it a secret from Charles. I reckon she's she's cracked it. Yeah, great. That'd be one of the great news stories ever. Be a good double She bluff. made another... Uh, she had another of her queen, queenly slams. She pointed out a bent tree and she said, is it meant to be like that? Somebody sat on it at a garden party. What do you think of that? Prince Andrew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we once established on this show, we think biggest posterior in the royal family. Broad, broad in the yeah. beam, Prince yeah. Andrew. Apparently the plan is, if there's a revolution, he backs into the main gates of Buckingham Palace <laughs> and uh, the, the whole family's safe. That holds people back. <laughs> yeah, well, it was the broken Viz who had a really big... Behind. Um, was it a behind? Oh, I cannot remember. Oh, was it? I think it might have been some other thing. Oh, was it? Big. Oh, yeah, maybe I've got sure. that mixed up. We'll discuss. <laughs> Frank, you know yeah. what occurs to me about the Queen? Does she think I'm absolutely hilarious? Everything I say, people laugh. Yeah. I could be a stand-up. She must look at you and Alan and think, well, I could do that. Because I... people laugh so much at everything I say. Well, mm. that's, that's like... Um, I've got a few live albums of Elvis Presley. Yeah. And when he says something, all his backing musicians go, oh! <laughs> But that's fair enough. You know, he's paying the wages. Yeah. 
I think at 91, I would, I, my standards would have probably dropped a bit on, on you know, my gag I material. think you'd be better than, I will be here though. <laughs> I like to think you'll be better than that. I think I'm still occasionally dropping those kind of gags now. <laughs> I mean, what was the five-year diary gag if it wasn't that? <laughs> so um, we're channeling the same uh, stuff. Can I say in this, I was fascinated by, I, I don't read the mail um, because... Um, I don't, it's always about American actresses with surnames for first names. Yes, yes. But, a lot of Taylor um, going on. It says that she was dressed in a feminine floral dress. Oh. And I thought, oh, oh a fem- as opposed to one of those very butch floral dresses yeah. that you see with yeah. the Venus flytrap cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, so, um, yeah, the Queen. Apparently the Queen said to um, David Attenborough, um, was it recently that someone tried to stop children playing with conkers? Yeah. Just out of the blue. She said that She wasn't happy about that. She never. She then said, PC brigade strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love that? It's someone to look forward to if we're lucky enough to get older, that your, your conversation ceases to be conversation and becomes like avant-garde poetry. <laughs> you just say something like that in sort of splendid isolation. I look forward to I want to know what his response was. Define recently, ma'am. I mean, mm. is, is no, that he probably a story from seven years ago or about, seven weeks? Do you think he went on about conkers and no longer... Oh, they're, probably, yeah. They're, they're, they're oh, he would have had a lot of... You know of... if left, there could be trees... That sort of thing. He's always there with the intel on the uh, natural history and the gardens. I watched a uh, documentary about Stalin. Of course week. you did. Lovely. And a bloke on its theory was that nice Stalin was responsible for more deaths than any other human being. Twice mm. nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. But he did mention in an aside that the um, most televised deaths, um, David Attenborough. <laughs> so... Well, did you see Blue Planet? I mean, let's not even go there. <laughs> I didn't I'm see I'm traumatised. I, I, I haven't seen it. Um, I was watching a documentary about um, stag parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Margate. <laughs> you do watch a it's lot, called, don't you? It was called Blue Thanet. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Don't just Come on. Because they don't just, they don't just um, <laughs> fall out the sky, those kind of gags. Bring on the feathers and have a lovely week. God bless you. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.